Hello everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house episode 39. I'm Jackson, I'm joined by M as usual. It's anime time! It's anime time, and we have a guest this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm also unsniped on the Discord, and I think that's about anywhere you can find me online. Oh, blessed life. <laughs> Free from <laughs> the disaster this Twitter. Yeah. That's my that's my place for the universe is to just <laughs> log off. <laughs> to log off, God, yeah. If only the impossible journey. Um, yeah, and you brought us uh, a place further than the universe to watch this time, uh, which is a thirteen-episode show from two thousand and eighteen, uh, based on a manga. Uh, manga written by uh, Yorimoi, uh, show directed by Atsuko uh, Izuka. Um, Written by uh, Juki Hanada, made by Madhouse, which I was always, always surprised to see. Like, oh, a Madhouse show after 2010. <laughs> um, That's because uh, we're old heads, I think, more than anything. I think it is. Uh, why do you Why do you suggest that we watch the show? Well, um, initially back in I think November, December, I had suggested um, another mecha show that you might have heard of, Gurren Lagann, but then oh, yes. someone far more qualified came along and uh, gave a better discussion than I probably could have. So I thought the next best thing, another another good, exciting, uh, masculine mecha show is A Place Further Than the Universe. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think this is a more of a mecha show when people talk about mecha than Gurren Lagann is. That may be true. Power of Friendship does save the day. Also, there's like a whole episode devoted to like how the boat works. <laughs> oh, man, this is a, this is a real robot episode. show. <laughs> yes, this is a real robot show. Gurren Lagann is super robot. Uh, the distinctions are fake, but we're going to believe in them for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, um, I remember when this show came out. It was really good. Um, there were a few other of like uh, anime YouTuber types that got really into it as well. But then it kind of... No one really talked about it after that, as far as I could tell, and I think that's a shame. Especially in the climate we're in now, where travel is more difficult, and I know at least people in my circle have started developing a severe case of wanderlust. Which this show, I think, gets pretty right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember the show being really well regarded. I guess that's more of a uh, side effect of, like... <laughs> seasonal anime hell like you got to move on to the next one all the discussions move on no one like sits with anything a show is the greatest show i've made for 12 weeks and then no one talks about it anymore um because i i i would not have a i it surprises me to hear this one's like faded because i remember it being very very popular when it let when it hit yeah i mean that's just kind of the nature of seasonal anime right like yeah, that's what i mean i assume that's just how things are for most seasonal shows but this was one of the ones that was like you know, this had, this had come into my awareness and was one that I had, like hoped to catch at some point out of those, which, you know, not everything, a lot of stuff that's uh, seasonal drifts in and out and I don't pay much attention to it. So good for it, I guess. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it was a cool show and we watched it. So uh, should we briefly summarize what happens in the show? Sure. Okay. I could do that if you want. I mean, I can do it if you'd rather. 
No, no, no. Um, so there's a girl uh, named Mari Tamaki who is a high school student um, who's in this part of her life where she's like, I've just been kind of like going with the flow. I'm like a chill, you know, slice of life anime protagonist. I don't have the magical love life powers to just manifest whatever I want to happen in the world. So life's been pretty uneventful. Um, and she uh, runs into a girl named Shirase. And her thing is that she wants to go to Antarctica because her mom went missing on an expedition there um a couple years ago and she's been trying to get on to like you know get into the next expedition to go and find her slash come to terms with the fact that her mom's gone um and she's very serious uh like taciturn girl who blows up at people who make fun of her for wanting a ridiculous dream like going to antarctica um and they become fast friends um and they're like she's like this is the perfect thing if i help you get to antarctica this will be my journey to uh go somewhere else and uh through the power of friendship and uh part-time jobs and uh just talking to the right people they manage to get themselves and two other girls uh hinata who works with mari at like the like part-time job she gets and is just kind of like you know she's trying to get into college she dropped out of high school she's like working full-time or whatever uh she's great um she wanted to do something before she goes to college and becomes a normal adult. Um, and, uh, Yuzuki, who is the, their ticket on because she is like a television personality, basically. Um, and her mom, who's her manager, wants her to do this as, uh, like to do online streams. Um, but she was very like reticent to do it until the girls like, please help us out. And then they all become friends. And she's like, okay, I'll go with all of you. And then they go, um, and they go to Antarctica and get in misadventures about what it's like to take a trip to Antarctica. <laughs> um, which is what the bulk of the show is actually about. Just the, uh, you know how Eurocamp, you watch Eurocamp, you're like, this is about selling me tents. I don't understand how this anime is like selling anything because no one can go to Antarctica, but it feels like it's trying to sell you a trip to Antarctica. <laughs> well uh, as one of my friends found out you actually can and i think it's about fifteen hundred dollars for like a two-week boat trip where you stay that is where, like, way you cheaper than i would expect <laughs> yeah like that doesn't include the plane trip to i think you have to go to chile and then you bounce from chile onto like a two or three week boat ride where you get to see the penguins and walk on the the actual continent and all that but yeah it's way cheaper than you would expect wow yeah Damn. I mean, it, it makes sense for something like Super Cub, which is the show uh, that Olivia talked about, which is literally licensed um, with Honda. Is it Honda or it's, it's someone, right? It's, I think it's a Honda Super Cub. I don't know who makes Yeah, Honda, who makes it. And, you know, that is selling you a Super Cub. <laughs> that is one of these shows that is literally selling you something. But yes, I, they're not necess- I guess you can go, but this is not selling me, like, a boat, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not a thing I can, I can really do. At the time, people also thought it was trying to sell you a trip to Singapore. Um, I remember the Singapore episode. Um, they were there were people that were confused as to whether or not this was paid for by the tourism board of Singapore, since it had such a like detailed de- depiction of a very specific place. But I think well, did they also just... say that about Australia? Uh, maybe. But that would <laughs> be like, specifically yeah. Fremantle and that one lighthouse. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I um. Either way, I was mostly just joking. I uh, but yeah, it is about them going there and you know working with the research team and um 
coming to understand each other better uh, because, you know, Antarctica is a place where you have to confront yourself uh, and they do. Uh, and so like the first half of the show is like a, a high school slice of life as these girls navigate their lives and uh, try to figure out a little bit of where they're going. And then the second half just turns into like a travel show about logistics of going to Antarctica, which is uh, the two are, it's like an interesting like friction between the two because they don't actually line up genre wise as well as you would expect, uh, other than like the character work buoys them together. Um, but otherwise I, uh, really like this show. Um, it, it's good. <laughs> as my um, opener. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mostly like to, I am. Um uh have some like i i was a bit reticent about the first few episodes uh and then i mostly came around to uh the later episodes um i think it's very good at like the way it does its character dynamics um it's super invested in those character dynamics with like a greater degree of um like em- emotional sincerity than i would say a, like uh a i would expect out of like a high school show i don't i don't want to try like Love Life is a show that I really like. I think that show is very emotionally like well written, and but it's also yes. heightened in a way. Love that this Life, show is, Love like, Life is a merchandising vehicle that's like a right. broad four quarters comedy, right? Like this is like a, this is like on some level this is like a weird coming of age drama, but it, it is yeah. wrapped in the the framework of a like nice comedy slice of life thing. And I think the frictions of the genre are what like shows to me because like. Um, the show is really precise about the way all the characters feel and what they're doing. And then they go on, they like spend two weeks, like, you know, a few months working. It's two episodes, but they, they do stretch it out time wise more than other anime would. Uh, but like, it's really committed to like explaining logistically how this ludicrous anime premise of some high schoolers actually go to real Antarctica on an expedition could happen. Um, and I, I, and that part is a bit weird. Once, once they go on the trip, it's just like a, you know, the premise has been accepted. And it's an anime, but it does a lot of work to like make you believe that these high schoolers could really just go on a trip to Antarctica. All it takes is finding a childhood actress and right. gaining ten thousand yen through or ten thousand dollars or a million yen in part-time jobs before you're seventeen. Easy, everyone can do just it. A, just a normal thing anyone can do. So yeah so like that's my like friction with the show to the, and then it goes away and then like there's a <laughs> there's a final scene in the show that is basically irrelevant it's just like a joke that really pissed me off <laughs> um that i originally didn't like i read differently i thought okay so there's a final scene in the show well i guess i'll talk about um before we get into the main plot we can talk about uh what's her name uh, mugi Meg- megami megami megachan megu yes no, uh, megami uh who's my favorite character because um she is like uh Kamari's best friend who like always gives her advice and uh when she starts like i'm going to antarctica i'm gonna do and like it gets gets like jealous because this like friend who she's relied on her whole time is suddenly like within like a week had her like dream journey occur to her and just like it's like fall into her lap and it's all working so she gets like bitter in ways that feel very human and has to work through that um and she does (laughs) and then at the end of the show the, the the gag is uh, inspired by your adventure, I've taken my adventure. I've just gone to the Arctic. We can all just live our dreams. And it felt a little hollow in the face of like, isn't the show meant to be about like dealing with yourself, not just you can magically go to the Arctic and? Fi-? I originally thought when she sent that screenshot that it was meant to be read as like she'd like gone to a park and taken the photo and just sent it to her. But apparently, she has actually gone to the Arctic. Also, going to the Arctic is not her dream. You'd like you. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, no, she was. Like, she had to do something. Like I yeah. think, 
I read it as it was more like fueled out of spite than yes, anything else. I also like, agree that that's true. The the way that she reacts to Kimari for the rest of the season, where like it goes, it shows several times that like Kimari is trying to text her and reach out, and Megami is just not really responding, except for that thing when your friends upset at you and they just give you one word answers to show that yes, I saw that you said a thing. Um, and then like I th- I think in that you you mentioned that there was like the two month time skip or like four months or however long it takes for them to get all the cash they need to be able to make the trip um i they're in they're in the antarctica for like six months that's that's about as much time as it took everyone else to get their their cash load and do this and and Mm -hmm. i feel megami without her like what is portrayed to be her only friend would have nothing else really to guide her at this point I Especially since she's, like, like, the resourceful, like, one. Like, she was the one who was, like, adulting, uh, you know, um, during all their interactions when they were just in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just took it as a weird choice when, like, her arc is about dealing with, like, how to, uh, like, fix her own life when, uh, like, she, her arc is about how she can't, like, take a magical boat to, like, fix things with friendship. She has to deal with her friend leaving in real ways that, like you know presumably the person watching the show would you can't you can't actually go to antarctica and fix all your problems it's a metaphor and so the the characters like her coming back and being like i've gone on my own adventure seemed like a bit of a uh hollow ending to her arc to me see i like this because she's like a character who's like she literally says you can't just run off and like change who you are as like a person that's not how people work and i always define myself as being the person who like made sure you were doing the normal thing and like you know act like a you know a studious teen or whatever um and for her to do something that's like spiteful and like kind of petty and dumb just run off to the arctic which is not like a thing she cares about um i think is good because it's like it's just really irresponsible like it's what she needs to do she needs to indulge in like embracing her pettiness a little and act out a bit and be a teenager and do something stupid um if she's ever going to get over the bitterness she has towards mari because like you're 15 you can make a dumb mistake like go to the arctic when you don't care about it really (laughs) also it's Uh, much easier to get to at least a place where you can see the aurora borealis than anarchy there's like countries up there that have people (laughs) and plane station or like airports and all that stuff yes um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't like necessarily debating the logistics of it. I was just very invested in uh, Megumi's arc, like far more than because the like some of the other characters have arcs. Like, I'm a child actress who hasn't had friends for like these reasons, and that's like a fake thing. That, I mean, it is real, right? But it's like uh, it's an it is not an the anime one character. that I'm going to invest in that much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I obviously, as someone who's gone to school, had a very bad time. Going to invest in the character who's like. Um, dealing with actual like real tensions between herself and her friends the like you know navigating bitterness and sadness and stuff is like stuff that i always come to in high school dramas and so uh i don't know it was weird because like i was so much more invested in that character than any of the characters on the um on the ship uh so uh but i, I came around to the, i really like um what's her name uh the the uh uh shirase yes shirase is um, great Hinata, I think, gets to be the closest of the main girls to like that level of bitterness with her her old track team mates, who threw under the bus and she dropped out of school and decided just to go work at a convenience store instead for a while before going off to college. Uh, Hinata's my favorite, is specifically because she's a character who has that sort of like that like that working class I don't care about anything attitude that can easily be like 
kind of like oh this she's like the dumb one or whatever and she's not she's never portrayed that way but she's like the one who's like got on the world got a job which gives her certain like class signifiers that are like not necessarily like positive or whatever right because she's like a high school student who's like who's like working because she dropped out of school um but also that sort of like go-getting attitude is portrayed as like a thing that she is putting forward as like a front to deal with her own feelings, but it's not fake. It's not like she's like, I'm secretly like a sad and fragile person. And I'm pretending to be this tough, like working girl. Um, she is, she is those things. Um, the front is part of her and is a true thing that is good. And it's not like clowned on in that way. And I think that's like a really hard needle to thread. Um, I I was really impressed by it. Like, you know, I have friends who dropped out of high school and the way in which they have their pride about that because it's a thing that is seen as like not a thing you should be doing um, is 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 a hard thing to navigate. You don't see it a lot in fiction, I feel like, um, especially in like teen fiction, which is often about teens that have the capacity to just do things. Um, she's, she's just working a job, you know, she's just trying to save up to go to college on her own. You know, um, it's good. I think that's like a really like specific and rare thing that this show has. In, in that portrayal yeah i think hanada is probably my favorite of them especially like it, she gets to this weird not weird necessarily but this under this ideal of independence to the point that it becomes hard for her to ever let anyone in which you know is a standard character trope but even beyond like when they were in Singapore and she didn't want to tell anyone she lost her passport because she was going to mm-hmm. deal with it herself. And then you guys go ahead, I'll catch up or I won't. Like if this is what happens, it's what happens. Yeah. Um, there, and there. I don't need to talk to these people from high school. I'll do with that on my own. Um, and I think for me, the emotional high point of the series, I mean, is when Shirase tells the other girls that have come to be on a live stream on new year's that, Y'all just need to piss off. Uh, stop, stop. Just go. Just go. Yeah, there's a certain sort of, um, like, like uh, desperate pride and like self reliance that comes from just enough things have gone bad and you've had to like self parent and like deal with shit on your own and go through hard times that this character is like really good about representing. Um, that's the thing I vibed with a lot as someone who like has gone through those years and it's hard and come out, you know, learning to ask for help and be open with people is like a very difficult thing. Uh, and I resonated with a lot, like <laughs> putting her right next to, uh, my mom's my manager. And I don't know if I want to do this television show is like really funny to me. Cause that character, she's sweet. I like her, but there's like nothing going on. <laughs> the, the, That's relating to this. <laughs> the gap between like Mari and Yuzuki, um, compared to Shirasi and Hanata is really funny because like Mari is pitched, pitched at the start of the show as like the protagonist and this is the thing this is, the stu- this is why I bristled so much of the stuff with uh, Megumi because Mari is like oh my problem is I'm 16 and I've wasted my life and uh, it's just like the most broad anime premise but because the show is like really precise about its writing obviously once the premise is accepted and they're actually on the journey uh, gravitates basically entirely towards Hanata and Shirasi who's like uh, you know journeys are so much more fraught and have mm. so much more material to deal with Mari doesn't have many like she's just there in a lot of the uh, I mean she's in stuff. many ways she's like the comic relief for most of the show because she's yes. just the one doing like the anime tropes like she's the character who's goofing off and getting sick and forgetting stuff and being like clumsy and all the things that you'd expect out of the characters like She's like all the Kaon girls slammed into a single character, right? And like when she's important to the plot, it's like 
because other characters don't know how to deal with that. Yes. Uh, she doesn't end up really having any of the like emotional catharsis of the show because she does just kind of like skate through. And I think it's a really good choice, especially after like so you know. Like, what we're meant to take from this, and we're meant to take from that is like she like brings you into the anime plot, and you get all these other girls and their trauma, and you go through like a bunch of stories that are basically, I think, really really well written about the need to whatever it is like most problems can be solved by talking about them mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of episodes here like towards the back like four episodes in a row that are all basically small disagreements between the girls bubbling into slight conflicts and it, it never plays them as like overly dramatic but it treats like learning to communicate your needs uh, understand the other person's needs and like um you know how you navigate those spaces emotional spaces like really well uh i, I think that's not really good like there's a bit where like um one of the best things with uh, the uh, child actress is uh, when she's like, uh, this is earlier on, but she's like, uh, oh, I could never go with you. Uh, you're all you're all best friends. They're like, we literally just met. <laughs> like, we just met. We don't know any. We don't know each other yet. We're just deciding to do things, uh, and we get through it by talking to each other about it. We went to Shinjuku once together and decided this would be a fun thing to do. So just join us. It'll be great. Yeah. It's not too um, cold. Uh, Hokkaido's not that cold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it's good. And then, like, most of the plot, like, and uh, weight is given to Shirase, who's dealing with her mom going missing or whatever, and uh, trying to get this whole thing together, and having failed multiple times to the point where she has a real complex about it, and is kind of like, you know, just trying to find a way to not give up on it uh, until the plot happens to her. Um, and I think like, she's like a really good character specifically once they like get involved in the expedition for real and it's her and Gin talking to each other. Like that's the thing that like really makes this show work to me. Um, Gin is the commander of the expedition who, um, was her mom's girlfriend basically they just they all just all hung out together it's her second mom that she never accepted as her her second mom um who was didn't know how to handle this you know kid who's you know um now suddenly in her like kind of in her life but now that her you know once uh Shirase's mom died and uh they drifted apart and now they're back together in this thing and she reminds her of her mom and it's complicated and it's good all that stuff is like really impressive to me um mm-hmm. because it's done with the two of them both being characters who don't like talking about things and barely confronting each other and just having this moment where like i feel weird about this i feel weird about this too do we just want to sit with it and they both decide yeah i guess we're just going to kind of sit with it and they're both characters who can thrive with that um it's good I was really, really surprised by that stuff because um, it never really blows up. Like there's a couple confrontations, but it's like a couple lines and they both kind of just stand looking out at the, you know, the, the Antarctic wastes with each other. And uh, that's their bonding experience. And it's really strong. I really like every time Gin just looks at what the girls are doing is like, all right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. Now we can move on to stage two of the operation. Almost. <laughs> yes. Like Gendo Akari steeple, stapled hands staring at the children. We can build an observation post now. <laughs> I really like the way it like plays with plays with the wrong word. Like like it just explores and slowly um digs into the way that obviously both these characters know like they're going <laughs> her mum has not survived alone in the Antarctic <laughs> for three years. That hasn't happened. No. Uh, and none of, it never portrayed any of these characters as like being under a delusion about that. Um and the way they like emotionally uh like 
reconcile with that and explore it as they like reach their destination and find out what's happening and uh, i think it's really well handled i think i think like the ending of episode 12 um where they like they they find the laptop um which is like we we found proof of her and we can all say goodbye together right is like where you a, a typical ending for that place but then like the the uh, laptop turns on and it just like has 400 unread emails that Shirasa has sent that her mum never got to read um it's it's i think specifically like 1265 which they said that it has been three years since the last expedition i think it's supposed to be literally one email a day since her mom passed away that she has sent mm-hmm. and she just has to confront the fact that like she is now seeing all of the the messages that she sent it's it's a really good scene Although yeah. the girls are crying in the hallway because they can't go in and this is something she has to deal with. I, I really like episode 12 because I think it also does a good job portraying Shirase's like, emotional state up to that point. Because she's in Antarctica and she is just also at like the deepest part of the depression that she's dealing with, with losing a family member and everything else that's going on. Because she is just going through the motions as much as possible. Um, I think that's a really good characterization for Shirase of the, yeah, my only thought was, that's really, it's really big and white, and I guess it's pretty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the way they, like, um, especially for Shirase, like, navigate the idea of, it's not the... It would easily be like, like oh, the journey was hollow, and I constructed this fake idea to... Uh, the real piece isn't out here, it's, it's inside, right? You know, and it's kind of doing that, but it's not... It at no point is saying this was, like, pointless, right? It's a show about going to the Arctic and how uh, fun that is. Uh, it, but those two things exist at the same time, and, like, you can have the fantasy of this, like, life-fixing adventure, and you can have the actual time, and both, like... The, thi- the idea can be fake, and the thing can still be worthwhile, and those two, you know, those two ideas can just exist together. I think the show's really good about... um. Uh, like separating those two things in Shirase's arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she does like find her mom's, you know, laptop and hang out with her mom's girlfriend and like come to some understanding with each other. And also, everyone discovers friends they're going to have. Like, you know, they have the very like teenage thing of like, when we get back, are we still going to be friends? Like, we're all going to go to our, back to our lives, and everyone's like, we have phones, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we'll just talk to each other like normal people. It's 2018. This is not even a question. What are you talking about? Get online. I bought some new stickers. We'll send them to each other. We have phones and really nice public transit. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Two of us go to the same school. One of us, two of us work at the same job. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not going to be a difficult thing. Sorry, Yuzu. You gotta, you gotta figure that one out on your own. But you don't make the worry. Television she's money. rich. She'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's very funny that, that like that is the, the the brief flash of concern, which is weird because like the first half of the show is very much like wrapped in like high school melodrama stuff and like the tropes come with that, um, and then once they get on the boat and because it's so focused on like the physical reality of what it is to travel to a place like Antarctica. The girls could be like, like they the way they interact with the rest of the crew, like they're novices, but they could be like college students, and it wouldn't change the show materially. So to have them hold on to like very high school ideas, like oh, are we going to be friends when we get back, is very funny to me in like a way that's like, it's not like the friction is weird because so much of the back end of the show could be about 
any group of people in any framework and yet they must hold on to the high school thing um because that's how you sell anime shows uh is like this friction that's very strange to like see because i'm like this this could be this could be a show about people who just got out of college it could be a show about literally anyone and it a lot of the plots could be very similar and it wouldn't change a lot um to change the ages but you know this is what this is what anime is in a lot of ways and it's a weird friction because like i think the like high school stuff is like way more generic than the rest of the show like the first five episodes are are like until until hinata shows up and mari's hanging out with uh hinata i'm like i wasn't sure about this one you know um yep same it is it is weird because like it's a situation where like the show being the show being better uh makes the generic stuff stick out more like mm-hmm. the ways in which it is a very precise show in its writing makes the part where like and now we have the episode where the high school girls have to work to go on the thing it's like this isn't how life works this is, you've got you've put too much anime in your anime because you've written it too well <laughs> uh yeah yeah <laughs> It's a I, weird little, uh, like, the weird friction to have, I guess. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I think it also is, like, in part, besides, like, anime has to be sold for, or has to be a high school character to sell, but it also does gives a lot of legwork of, like, keeping the rest of the crew at a distance from the girls so that they can work on their, like, interpersonal and personal problems. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can make friends with the other researchers that are, like, adults with a life or a or a school cafeteria uh, worker, or someone always pining over Yuku and wherever he may be, but they—they they, it does give a level of like distance between the rest of the worker, uh, the rest of the researchers, and the girls. I do like all the researchers. It the, the way that they are all given like space to be characters, but like the show is never about them. I I eat that shit up. Uh. <laughs> they are so good. They are just. The, the poor love-struck guy who, like, every three minutes is like, ah, I am now in love with this person, but no, I must be stoic and respect the boundaries of whatever a cloud means. <laughs> the guy who always just once has waited six months in Antarctica to ask Yuzuki for an autograph for her CD that he has. It's very funny. He's great. Yes. Um... Just like, and like, just like, you know, we, we've got these, we've got these four girls around who don't know what they're doing, where they're kind of like our mascots that we look after, because the whole expedition is like underfunded and like a little ragtag. And so everyone is really happy to invest in the idea, like, these four girls did it, we're going to do it. Uh, they remind us what it means to be young. Um, but also, please peel all the potatoes. Oh, right, you're bad at peeling potatoes, you're all 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, with like, oh, this would be, this is actually, you'll make, you're genuinely slowing it down. Um, <laughs> please. don't know how to peel potatoes. Please, you have to eat, I know you're sick, take your medicine, and you have to exercise. We can't carry you. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Everything it's really on the boat is just great. Yes. Um, it's interesting to me, because, like, I was looking up uh, Jiki Hanada, and most of his work is in high school stuff. Like, he's scriptwriter on, like, Bloom Into You, which I really like, and K-On! and Sound UFO, which are shows that, like, you know, are very beloved. But the I think the show works best when it's not the high school stuff. And so I'm really interested about the friction of that as, like, someone who writes these this style of show specifically being allowed out of that space to do something extra um, and different. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting because I'm, 
I, I had not looked up what he'd written, but this is a lot. There's some classics here. Yeah. He literally wrote Love Life. Great. He wrote Love Life. <laughs> he wrote K-On. He wrote Sound UFO. It's one guy. It's I all mean, one like, guy. I mean, like, script, script adaptations, but yes, absolutely. I, I guess I know it's more than one guy, but, like, l- looking at this list of stuff, damn, yeah. there's a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> the, he did, yep, he wrote Ninja Joe. Uh, <laughs> Not obviously not the manga, but did the did the show? God, god damn! This is this is a resume right here. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, the other thing I want to point out, um, there I was looking up. Uh, gosh, where was it? It was in the it was the the character designer for the anime, um, Takahiro Yoshimatsu. I was like, what else is uh, th- that name? Sound familiar to me? Uh, also did all the character designs on um, Hunter Hunter twenty eleven. Um, and much like that, this show has, is like really specific in the way that it adapts, uh, like a manga art style into anime in a way that looks different than other anime of like this type. Like the characters are like distinct and round and expressive in ways that feel like manga to me. I assume if I pick up the manga, it will just look like this in a way that Hunter Hunter does like really on model and like really like willing to embrace individual art style in a way that you often cannot you might not find in anime adaptations i was really impressed by it yeah the show it is also gorgeous yes yeah sometimes you see the like one show for the season which uh you don't know how big it's going to be but someone's someone somewhere has thrown a lot of money at <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and that is this show for this season they threw uh, I mean, madhouse like, at it and said go for it yeah yep. for sure um yeah i was just really impressed with it like i'm like oh right i like this feels like a really faithful adaptation of a manga like i know the manga is like only like three volumes so i assume it's like a pretty little adaptation of those three volumes would be my guess um and um yeah it's good uh it's interesting because like this came out the same season as euro camp which is you know slice of life high school adventure show that i i like a lot but that definitely feels more like traditionally traditional anime than this does this one feels like the one that like is going for something a little different on the formula um it's interesting they coexist in the same season Mm -hmm. yeah i was definitely surprised by like how not a comedy it is yeah um I always expect that even in like the more serious shows, especially when like you know they always have a serious turn towards the end, um, which this show definitely does. Uh, but you know, I expect like there to be more gags, and there's a few gags here, but there's it's no, it doesn't really like rely on comedy much. It's mostly just character writing. Yep, it's funny uh, when do... the people you like are having fun. Uh, everyone uh, being forced to eat durians when you <laughs> mess up your travel plans very funny to me. Love it. <laughs> yes. Height of comedy. Also, I'd love a durian, please. Thank you. They're hard to get here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the the tourist stuff is always fun. Tourist anime is always a good time um, because it's always incredibly thoroughly researched. It's just like, it's fun to watch people make fiction that's about like a thing that they're really into, clearly. Um, That was kind of the appeal of your camp also. Like this whole thing, I'm like, man, I feel like I understand what it'd be like to be on one of these trips. It sounds, it, I wouldn't want to do it, but it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Going to Singapore and realizing your portion sizes are huge. <laughs> w- I would like to do that. <laughs> uh, you can come over here. Portion sizes are huge. Can confirm. Can yep. confirm. Damn. Sounds great. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I also like um, the, uh, the opening we don't normally shout this stuff out, but the opening is like a really good montage of like the goofy bonding bits that happen on the adventure, like in microcosm, but like 
you know, incredibly well animated. I really like the opening of the show. The girls like, are all right. The part where they're just like on the ridge, like flipping their glasses up and they, all of them have like, you know, sun glare tans uh, are, it's just incredible. Like it's just a nice touch. Um, really good, uh, like grounded stuff about going on these trips. It's cool. It's good. I was really, I was really impressed by the back half of this. Cause like I said, I wasn't like immediately sold on the show. Um, and it really won me over with like just being about human drama and going to Antarctica. Penguins are cool. <laughs> Uh, penguins are cool and apparently smell bad i bet i bet <laughs> you know what yeah i also bet yeah, they're, they're birds that eat fish like i'm sure they smell awful <laughs> uh there's also like a uh a, a willing like i really like the art style but the um because it is so like it looks storybook at times like you know they mm-hmm. really go into like uh exaggerating the lighting on characters such that they look like they are lit differently in the background everyone's got like a white shadow on them mm-hmm. uh at all times so it looks a bit like you know a paper laid on top of each other uh so it's very on model to the manga clearly um and like very like stylized in that way but they also go there are very expressive like faces in this show yes. that i didn't expect because i'm all i you know i expect from modern anime to have like a lot of like stylish uh uh flair with like the lighting but not necessarily be as willing to go off model for expressiveness all the time mm-hmm. yeah uh, whereas this definitely doesn't do it that much but it does do it like opportune moments uh shirase has a ridiculous like uh her mouth like curls half of her face when she does like an evil grin yes it's really good it's so good uh, the black and white with red letters as she delivers the finishing hand in Mahjong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The the beyond the mo- the character models though the backgrounds are ridiculously detailed in a way that I at least didn't expect. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like I can't think of an anime bathroom I've seen that has stacks of toilet paper lined up because you would have extra stacks of toilet paper so you can refill them in the stalls if you need. Yeah, or like all of the other little details. Yeah, there's a real like focus on detail that comes from a show that is about you know that reality is important to the situation and the, like a thing that is clearly lovingly researched and put into every like back part of the show. That's why like these esoteric hobbyist anime, like as a subject are always like really compelling. Cause it, it's, it gives you the like narrative version of getting really into watching someone's YouTube hobby, like as their for channel like two weeks. Yeah. For like two weeks, then bouncing. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> I'm going to learn a lot about like MREs or like yarn or, you know, restoring old technology for two weeks, be a real expert. And that's kind of what these anime do in the framework of like, oh yeah, there's also like a story here, but uh, it's good that you can just get both. Got to learn how to use the compass. Got to learn how to use the compass. I don't know how to use a compass. You just follow the, what do you mean I don't know how to use a compass? It's hard. It's hard. Have you actually tried to use it? It's harder than it looks. Okay. I've been hiking. Uh, in in high school, mine was before my, high um, school. Whatever it was, it was some stupid thing, St James Award or whatever it was. I don't know, some <laughs> weird colonial relic. Okay, but I I went hiking in um, uh, the Forest of Dean, went up a mountain. Haven't done anything this sounds like that fake. since All then. All this sounds fake. Whatever you're saying sounds fake right now. <laughs> Mostly, the forest of dean that's not real but, get out I of here i mostly just remember taking my ds on that trip i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> i 
Uh, do we have anything else to say about a place rather than the universe? Because we're talking about the Forest of Dean. <laughs> No, I you know, I think I've covered. It. I was just really uh, yeah. impressed. I want to be on a boat. Boats sound cool. I've never been. I've been on small ships, but nothing on the ocean. I wonder if I'd get seasick. I just want to know about myself. I've been on a boat, but like not for more than like three hours. Not in a way where you'd tell if you got seasick, right? No, no. I, yeah. I've I've like taken a ferry to the Isle of Wight. I think that, and I've been on the boats Isle of Wight, like- the Forest of Dean. <laughs> Your country's so fake. <laughs> it's a real place, unfortunately. <laughs> Britain does exist. Sounds fake uh, to me. Uh, I mean, yes. If <laughs> I also wish we could say that, I deny Britain <laughs> conceptually. Um, yeah, and I've only been on a boat for like you know small amounts of time. I've never, I've never slept on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a good show. Um, it, it really, I think, gets to a an interesting point as like someone who recently moved to another country and am dealing with that during everything of like the the whole idea of just going and leaving where you're comfortable i think it it really just hits that spot really well mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a good uh, show i i yeah i feel like everyone um Everyone listening has probably seen. I feel like it's a well watched show, uh, but you should watch it. <laughs> the one time, like we've seen all these mecha shows from doing a podcast, uh, but we just don't. We just don't watch modern anime, like seasonal stuff. Yeah. So anything from the last few years, we probably haven't seen. No, I just know when when we announced, it, everyone's like, "Oh, that was really good." I'm like, everyone's seen it, but me. Twenty eighteen, I haven't watched shit from 20 you know what the worst part looking at season I'm like this is the darling of the frank season i've watched anime from 2018 this is this oh is the you worst. you've watched some anime yep. you, darling of the franks winter 2018 damn yeah. this okay. is uh better than darling in the franks yes well yes <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a better show than Eurocamp. like i like Eurocamp more because it's a ridiculous hobby show about you know eating eating ramen in off a stove but um this is a better show this is like has stuff going on in a way that Eurocamp does not um uh, they they hit different things because I also really like Eurocamp, but uh, Eurocamp is something I put on when like it's raining outside and I just want to vibe. Yeah, absolutely. This is not that show. This is like no. a you know this is a, just a show to watch. It's good. Yeah, we're going in circles. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. Um, all right. Uh, well, I guess that's a podcast. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the next beach house is. Um, we're, we're at least going to take two weeks. We're not even planning one because we need a bit of a break from the anime for a while. Um, but we will say on Gundam when we figure it out, uh, you know, most people listening to this probably listen to Gundam also. If you don't, um, I guess you'll be surprised. If you only listen to Beach House and don't listen to the Great Gundam Project, my, my apologies, I guess. I don't think that's that many people, though. Uh, no, I don't think that's that many people. Well, you know, I, maybe it's been some people at certain points. I can see someone watching, like, for Zeta and then only picking up when they see a show they like yeah that's true i started with beach house because it was free and then i was like oh these guys sound like they talk about fun things we do uh, but not gundam. <laughs> <laughs> not gundam no gundam <laughs> um, i guess it's time for plugs do you want to give plugs you said uh just you know kind of discord's another place to find you so yeah i don't really have uh anything to plug i don't live the social media life too much 
All right. Um, uh, if you would like to support us and listen to Gundam, you can do that at patreon.com slash normal mapping. $1 a month gets you Gundam. We're about to start turn A. That'll already be out by the time this goes up. And we're watching the big O also. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild season. So I'm looking forward to that. You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being Jackson. You can find me at Twitter at headfallsoff uh, at twitter.com. You can find the other podcasts we do at abnormalmapping.com. Just a bunch of cool shows there. Completely threw me by doing it backwards, doing the Patreon first. I'm all out of whack now. <laughs> I know. Keep you on your toes. Uh, yeah. Listen to Abnormal Mapping. We're, uh, the episode about uh, Max Payne 2 and Gravity Rush would probably be up the same day as this or a couple days before. Uh, next month we're doing Lost Odyssey. We are full steam on working on that to get it done. So that's Oh, exciting. I'm gaming. We're gaming, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Podcasts. Anime. Podcasts. Right. Thank you very much uh, for listening. And we'll see you next time with uh, some more anime. Bye-bye. <laughs>